This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Take the Black Live, the one and only show on the entire internet, past or future, that tackles tough topics like TV, movies, fantasy, sci-fi, all things nerds like, all things nerds love, all things nerds occasionally are, you know, antithetical about. I am Dan Selke, the editor of WinterIsComing.net, and I'm here with my co-host who is named... Mia Johnson. I am the editor of Dork Side of the Force and... Also, WintersComing.net now. <laughs> Mia's going to be doing a lot more on WintersComing.net. So exciting. Look out for her insights, articles, and editorials. Hey, Julie Davies, good to see you. And, uh, I mean, I say this every week, Mia, but I, I, I mean it today. We have a packed show today. Yeah. Lots of going-ons <laughs> happening. Um, interesting stuff. We're going to have a guest next week. Talk about The Walking Dead. That'll be next week. Um, and what should we just dive in? Let's just, let's, 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 let's just skip the banter and go right into it. <laughs> okay. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. The first piece of news is HBO announced an official Game of Thrones fan convention and they're calling it Game of Thrones official fan convention. Ooh, Gonna be spicy. in Las Vegas at, oh hell, like the Rio. The Rio. Oh, thank you. Oh, do you write it down? Yes, uh, at the in Los at the Rio Hotel, um, mm-hmm. February eighth to twenty second, and that's cool. Game of Thrones fan convention. Although there's some mystery. Okay, for, okay, I, I, I guess I have two <laughs> points. First of all, HBO, are you looking? Invite us. Invite us to the official Game of Thrones fan convention. Give us a panel. But take the black panel. Uh, I wanna I wanna be on panels. We want to discuss things. Want to give our insights. We want to meet fans. We want to um, you know play with big foam swords and get air shot off our heads. I, I I want to be a part of this, and I want fans to count my room. <laughs> I would also like to be there. I recently visited Las Vegas. It is a beautiful place, and I wouldn't mind going again. And it'll be February. Like, it'll be just horridly cold here in Chicago, mm-hmm. and we'll be in Las Vegas just laughing <laughs> at everyone who isn't. Exactly. Yeah, so that sounds like fun. It's funny when you type in Game of Thrones convention, though, it still goes to, like, Con of Thrones, Thrones is yeah, the, the number one. one. So that's going to be some int- I mean, like, the more the merrier, right? <laughs> well, okay. Uh, first of all, Julie says, yes. Wonder how long it took, it took to come up with that name. A lot I of- mean, wouldn't it be funny if it well, if they were, like, all night and a giant whiteboard and, like, what do we call it? And yeah. Just like, let's just go with the first idea we came up with. Nothing else was as good. <laughs> um, it's interesting because, you know, uh, there's never been an official Game of Thrones convention. So you have to ask, why now? Like, mm-hmm. they never did it during the show. They didn't do it in the past two years, although, you know, there might have been a COVID reason for that. Um, why are they doing it two years after it's over, Mia? Why do you think? You know, 
I think it's they realize there's a lot of money in the con business, not conning people conventions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and when I think about it, it's like, you know, there's no official it feels been a long 20 year con to just take <laughs> yeah. money and get disappear into the night. It's like there's no official. What do you say? Marvel convention. There's no official Star Wars, but there is D23, which is close. There's also DC Fandom, which is Warner Bros. Which is also right, HBO. Right. But that's all been virtual. So we'll yes. see if, if they want to do something that's like, you know, in person. So, I mean, yeah, you'll have a lot of people paying for tickets. And of course, you've got to split that money all sorts of ways. But yeah, if you bring the cast back. Got to invite Amelia um, Clark, got to invite Maisie Williams, got to invite Sophie Turner, got to yeah. invite uh, Kit Harrington, all those people, get them back together. And if it's through HBO, there's probably a little more trust in doing a more third party kind of, you know, Wizarding World or all those other kind of things. things yeah. You know, it's like they, they'll still get their contract and stuff like that. But maybe if it's through uh, HBO, they're like, OK, you know, I trust this a little more. It'll be fun. Sure. Everyone's counting on me to show up and... Yeah. Although Con of Thrones did get Nikolai Coster Waldo and Jerome Flynn and Hannah Murray and a few others. I think John Bradley <laughs> came. Um, okay. I look at this and I see, all right, it'll be like almost three years since the end of the show since then. Mm-hmm. I think they're planning something. Ew. Like I'm th- th- this has to be like a House of the Dragon hype event, right? Yeah. Oh, that's the other it'll thing. It'll be yeah. like right around the time when it's like It'll have done filming by then. They probably will cut together some footage by then. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking trailer. I'm thinking like that'll be the big event. I'm thinking they're going to have the cast House of the Dragon in there. Matt Smith's going to wear a white wig. Yes. <laughs> the whole thing. That, yeah. th- th- that's that's my big prediction that, that they want to they want to start getting the hype train rolling. Mm-hmm. On that. Yeah. And you know what? Actually, I just how did I blank on this? There is an official Star Wars convention. I I don't know why I didn't think about Star Wars it? Celebration. And that's where oh, they yeah. go out and they show you, hey, here's all the stuff that's coming and all the cast are coming in. So I think it is going to have to be kind of like that in the sense that, oh, we're not just here to, you know, discuss I don't know, the Targaryen history one-on-one. We're going to have these big panels Which where I we show do. up and show off. Um, I don't think D23 really has that kind of stuff for Star Wars Celebration, like the smaller kind of convention, you know, like we're having a panelist of authors or panelists. So, I mean, that could change, but um, it's probably going to be more big, you know, upscale sort of panels yeah. and things like that. Well, I love the panels of Con of Thrones. I love doing them. I love talking about the future, like Heck and Thrones change TV. I love talking about Cersei Lannister. I had a whole panel about that. It was so <laughs> much fun. If if you are looking for fan panelists, um, hook hook us up. Also, the pie in the sky dream is okay. I'm sure. I'm sure there'll be House of the Dragon. So I, I think it's the reason it's being made. Yeah. If they like, what if they announce the Winds of Winter there? <laughs> That would be, they would have a coup de grace. They would have a convention for the ages. And you had like, oh, oh my God. What if it was like George R. R. Martin, Amelia Clark, and Matt Smith from the three different kind of franchises. <laughs> and they all announced it together on a panel. Oh man, I'm not laughing with you. I'm laughing at you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, the Winds of Winter, that's a little ambitious. It's a little ambitious. It's going to be 11 years by then. How much is it going to be? And it's not technically HBO's responsibility as well to, no, you know, keep a check on but George R. R. Martin. it would be under the umbrella. And I don't know, if I were planning the event, if I were the HBO exec in charge of this, I don't know, I'd give a call. But anyway, that's well, pretty cool. Yeah. And again, mostly this is just HBO, if you're watching, please invite us. Invite us to the Game of Thrones official fan convention. You know, whether it's for our own panel 
or like all janitorial stuff, whatever. Just invite us and don't make me pay. Okay. <laughs> well, that certainly is fun. I'm looking forward to February. George That's- R. Martin wants to finish up. He's got a couple more. Or months. is already finished up. I'm sorry. Now there's an event. Now I'm like have expectations, which is the curse of um wanting things, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, As, we'll see uh, you Christian Vegas. says, wishful thinking. Yeah, probably, but whatever. I'm gonna do it until it until until it uh, proves uh, inaccurate. Exactly. All right. Beyond that, there's some other big stuff that happened. Literally the day after last week's show, Amazon dropped the trailer for The Wheel of Time, mm-hmm. their adaptation of Robert Jordan's 14 book strong epic fantasy series from the 90s. And it would have been nice, Amazon, if you had like dropped it on Wednesday when, when we did this show. That would have been cool. But it's fine. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Jeff, you're, you're cool, Jeff. Um, so we thought we'd just watch it now. And because it does, look, I think it looks pretty good. Oh, yeah. And this is Amazon's big fantasy swing. And I'm curious. You're curious. We're curious. Are you curious? We're going to watch it and find out what's in store. Let her rip. Be strong. Okay. So pause. Okay. Here we have uh, underwater. So there we go. So we have like, so we have Nynaeve pushing. Uh, look at her go back up. We have Nynaeve pushing Egwene off a cliff. No idea what this is. This scene is not from the books. Uh-huh. I just want to point that out. Okay, go. We're trying this, we folks. play by play. We're trying it. Sports recap. Okay, so we're in Emmonsfield, the Shire, basically, mm-hmm. where it starts. Like, the yeah. bucolic fantasy backwater. Everything's nice. Not for long, though. Oh, there's our main characters. There's some romantic tension. Yada, yada, yada. Sweeping shots. Horses. Elves. I don't know what that is. I forget. I'm sure it's something important. I have no idea what that is either. Um, I'm three books in. Can you break? Um, so, best line book series. That's Tarvalin. That's where the witches, the sorceresses live. All good. Very Aragorn. Very, that's Moraine. That's the uh, the Ambrosian Pike. Very important. I, put on pause again. I'm sorry. I, I I can't get over this. That's a great place to pause it. Like those characters, like Nynaeve pushing Egwene into a river. Like they're both like 17 year old friends. I have no idea what that could possibly be from. Like that's like if Sam pushed Frodo off a ledge. She's. Teaching her a lesson about... Swimming? No, about facing your fears and just letting go. I think she is, but like, good Lord, there are easier ways to do it than that. Do we go... Did the trailer go away? Okay. okay. And this is this is cool. This is inside um, the White Tower of Tarvalin. That really cool. And it's over now. Um, cool. Of course, there's an attack on the village. We got the different... The eyes that eyes forces are all... They all have different colors. The green Aja. There's a red Aja. They all, they all they, they go by their colors. Like our whole rainbow coalition thing. Uh, this November... It looks very upscale, right? It yeah. looks like they spent money on this thing. I mean, again, Jeff. You got it, Jeff. Um, what do you think of, as you watch this, Mia? Does this interest you? Yeah, and what sticks out to me is they that They added it, in nakedness. That is not <laughs> It doesn't oh, and there's look... Bolton. Oh, it doesn't look super, like, duper fantasy-like. It almost uh-huh. reminds me of, like, it could kind of blend into a Marvel movie or something like that. Like, almost like... Just by looking at the trailer, and this is helpful to me because you know I'm not like super into the European very. Can you pause it, Richard? Okay, I like this thought. Yeah, keep, keep talking because I have a point to make <laughs> with the visual aid. Well, yeah, because I was going to say I'm not always super into you know like the Ren Fair sort of aesthetic and stuff like that. This looks a little more. You don't elevated. think that looks Ren Fair? Like they have swords, they got horns, they were like beasties. They're fighting. I think there's like I think it that's looks definitely very fantasy. It. That looks like fantasy. Maybe not my typical idea of fantasy. Maybe like, this is more like uh, what they modern got, like, fantasy. Like the smocks on. 
you know, whenever they have color in in a in a thing like this, where they've got those like the red and the green suits, you don't see a lot of color in fantasy shows. I guess yeah, that's true. It looks more like a superhero suit, so I think it's tricking my mind into thinking it's like a superhero. Thing. I think it's more that just like we still kind of think of fantasy as something from the '90s that's mm-hmm. a little cheaper looking. Yeah, and like Game of Thrones didn't really look like fantasy either, and the Wheel of Time is way more fancy than Game of Thrones was, and is it's approaching Lord of the Rings levels. Um, I think it looks fancy. I do. I, I think it's just the amount of money and investment that goes into it yeah. that makes it look so high quality. Like, look at look, 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 look at that. Um, a, a very diverse cast. That's a little non-traditional fantasy, which I mm-hmm. like. Um, but it looks fantasy as hell. I just think it's expensive fantasy. Okay, go on. The only thing that matters <laughs> is what you do. Well, Rain, you got Lan, her you got a bunch of people with swords and knives and jumping and flashies and blah, 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 blah. No. Gotta have the horses. No one has any cars. And then with the car fancies over. Oh, a Murdral. Big old demon. That's bad news. Oops, oops, oops. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. We can watch it again. This is fine. Um, yeah, it looks good. I am excited for it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I would be excited for it even if I didn't know what it was. Yeah. Do you think it looks... Like, we're talking about how fantasy it is. Do you think it looks derivative? Or do you think this looks original? I really think it looks original because my first impression, like even when I watched The Witcher, I don't think I was initially impressed, and I I wasn't impressed even just watching nope. that little bit of it. But I wasn't impressed after saw the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, there's so I don't know. There's there's something about this that I'm trying to put my finger on that it's like kind of tricking my brain. I think it, it is like you have I have for me it has to be like, oh, this is kind of like a superhero <laughs> thing. And I it might be a little bit of the magic too that we especially at the end with whatever Rosamund Pike was <laughs> doing and she was summoning the lightning. Weaving the one power. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but I mean, guess who else, you know, brings lightning from the sky? It's Thor. So I'm like, okay, I can kind of get into that. Nerd crap has taken over the movies and TV so thoroughly in the past decades that the visual language, I guess, is just there now. Like, you just, you don't get surprised if someone, like, goes, like, zap, 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 Mm -hmm. or, like, rides a horse or rides a dragon or whatever. It's just, it, you're right. It kind of blends into superhero stuff and and sci-fi stuff. It's all so out there that, like, the ceiling or the floor, rather, for ceiling or floor whatever we're willing to take a little more fantastical stuff in everything we watch i mm-hmm. think although as nicole says she does find it derivative and i mean in a way it is like yeah. it's definitely a lord of the rings like a reaction it's it's heavily influenced by the lord of the rings at least in the first <laughs> go but then it kind of breaks away i'm excited as nicole says like a cross between got and merlin which i can see too but again with jeff bezos's money like um i think it does give it a sheen that would at least be enough for me to check it out and see. Yeah, yeah. And I think they do put a lot of emphasis on the action, whereas there is action in Lord of the Rings, but it usually comes in these really, the grand battles with like orcs and things like that. So for the most part, you're just kind of, at least from my recollection, remembering them just kind of like walking along, going through these (laughs) grand sweeping landscapes and stuff like that. But this, at least in this trailer... The action was front and center. I'm an again, action thanks person. Marvel. You have to like yeah. have an action scene every couple of scenes, or, <laughs> or, or what are you doing? Exactly. Nicole will check it out. Julie loves the look of it. Can't wait. I'm looking forward to it too, Julie, quite a bit. Uh, Christian hopes it's not the crawl of new fan series. Christian, that would be The Witcher, <laughs> in my opinion. 
<laughs> I like crawl. Please explain that. Um, <laughs> crawl is a older looking, fantasy movie. I, I think from the 70s, 80s. It I think says it's 1983. Yeah. Um, I saw it in the theaters. Like when it, 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 it's 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 a cheesy fantasy thing. It's got like a guy who has like a little ninja star that kind of throws it and chops people in half. I'm not describing <laughs> it in detail here. Okay, that's all I need to know. Anywho, Looks and um, Matt Smith is back watching Game of Thrones uh, season episode two for the ninth time. Series seven, episode two. Ooh, Stormborn, the one where um, Yara and Euron fight and Theon jump ship. He's good. I'm good. Nah, I'm, I'm worthless. <laughs> that's what I am. That's a good one, Matt Smith. And Matt Smith, if you want to come on and talk about your husband's House of the Dragon, Doctor Who, I would love that. All right. But yeah, it's exciting. It's big. Jeff Bezos is making his, is making his swing. And if it doesn't work, he has Lord of the Rings series in the back pocket. Mm-hmm. But Mia, that's not even that's not even like the only big thing we got this week. Yeah, we are getting some big, big teasers for The Matrix 4, which actually has a title. It's called The Matrix Resurrections. Yes. Colloquially, a lot of people have been just calling it Matrix 4. Um, I'm going to call it Matrix Resurrections because, I mean, like, the others were The Matrix, Matrix Reload, Matrix Revolution. Revolution. So they weren't called, like, They went with another R. Yeah. They did. So there's actually going to be a trailer coming out tomorrow. They're pulling a wheel of time on us. They're like, you know, we're just going to wait till Thursday to release a trailer Mm -hmm. and forget about Take the Black. But they did release kind of this fun interactive website where you get to go and click the red pill or the blue pill. And whatever pill you take, you're going to get like a mini kind of teaser. So I was talking with Richard. What if he took both? <laughs> God, imagine the overdose. <laughs> what if he mixed medications? Yeah. So from what I saw, they have like all this new footage and stuff. And apparently there's like 180,000 different combinations of trailers you can have or something like that. It's pretty cool. It's yeah. really intense. But I thought we would look at some of the stills from those trailers since Warner Brothers didn't really release the stills. You just kind of had to screenshot them. And Are you a Matrix fan? Like you would have been too young to see it. Right. Like, I'm too. But I still like the, the whole idea of it i think it's kind of culturally it's it's you know a really big thing and the way they're taking it now with the whole you know it looks like neo's mind is being wiped or something it makes you curious um and especially with our first picture here we have yaya abdul mateen the second our candy man i know what's happening here oh do you oh totally this (laughs) is he looks so this is morpheus waking up in a different body and going like what (laughs) i look so different and I don't know why they couldn't get Lawrence Fishburne back. I don't know if they asked and he said no. I don't know if they didn't ask, but I will bet you $100 that is what's happening in that picture. Yeah, when I saw, because I know originally we were talking about like, is he going to play a young Morpheus or something like that? And now I'm like, I think he he is some version of Morpheus and this picture would kind of, you know, set that off. Because who looks in the mirror and is like... And what I watched like the little like teasers on YouTube like from together. Uh-huh. Like he's he's narrating it. He's he's doing a Lawrence Fishburne impression. Yeah. There was another one where he's wearing like they all I guess they all kind of wear sunglasses in the, the Matrix. The, the, but yeah, that's, specifically that's the thing. it was a very Morpheus look for him to be and he's bald, you know, he's not usually bald too. That's a big <laughs> I'm sorry, like the biggest thing out of this that I'm wondering is why isn't La- like what what happened to Lawrence Fishburne? Mm-hmm. Like you want me to be curious about like everything and all I can think of is like, why? why? Why Why? is he here at all? Exactly. So then we have another new character. This is Jessica Henwick. I don't want to see The Matrix 4. I want to see like 
the special behind the scenes making of. That, that's what I care about. Okay, go on. <laughs> this is Jessica Henwick, who is a Game of Thrones alum. Yeah, um, she was she Namaria Sand. Yeah, Namaria Sand. So it's awesome to see her in here. I really don't know what she does. I think in one picture she's shooting after um, not Morpheus in a hallway, and he's like <laughs> running for his life. She is the best agent in Hollywood. You know that? The like, best she, what? The best agent in Hollywood. That's what she does. She she has connections. <laughs> Like, she's a good actor. Like, I, I like her a lot. But yeah. she has been in, she was in Game of Thrones. She was in Iron Fist, like the main kind of, um, the female lead opposite. Wow. Finn Jones. She was in Star Wars. And now she's in this. Who is booking her? Yeah. Like, she has an amazing people. She has a great team. Yeah. So, yeah, this is awesome. That's basically almost every major studio. So, I'm not exactly sure what her character is going to be. She's shooting a gun. So, um, we have a spooky photo now this one was very spooky jonathan groff no <laughs> i i don't know there's something okay so in this scene he's talking he's like in an office and then his mouth just seals over Wh- which happened in the first one remember oh yeah like agent smith made um i think it, I, oh, i'm trying to remember back from when i was like uh, four it was like can't uh can't, Neo? how can you uh testify when you can't speak <laughs> and he's like <laughs> Yeah, so that's like a power you can do, as I recall, Ooh. in the Matrix, just make people's mouths uh, close just up, seal them over. If you if you're a dick, if you're um, <sighs> your agent Smith, who is played by Elrond from Lord of the Rings, you know, I don't remember his, remember his name. Oh, don't make me pull this up. No, now. forget it. It's fine. <laughs> but yes, that's the thing. And it looks great. It looks very creepy. Mm-hmm. And John- Hugo Weaving. Hugo that's Weaving. the one. Thank you, Richard, very much. Um, yeah, it's a creepy picture. And, um, I mean, so far we are getting a lot of things that are kind of like calling back to earlier stuff. Yeah. Like even Jesse Henrik with the blue hair, mm. sort of like that was a very kind of a pop of color was part of their style. There is a cat in the trailer I watched, which is like the thing, like the glitch in the matrix from the first oh, movie. Yeah. <laughs> They're doing, a, there was one shot of kind of an overhead of him like punching a wall or someone else which was very reminiscent of the first thing mm-hmm. yeah there's there, a, so, a dojo scene t- I, I just remember the dojo because someone made like a funny youtube video off of it and now i can't get that out of my head but yeah a lot of callbacks um and it almost makes me wonder is it gonna be kind of in the vein of like the force awakens where it's just kind of like we're really just having all these callbacks where it's either the same movie over again or uh-huh. it's filled with too much nostalgia to the point where it's it can't really breathe is an original movie. I wonder that too, because again, like everything I've seen is a reference to the first movie or something else in the trilogy. Yeah. Except that last shot of Keanu Reeves. Uh-huh. Yeah. Let's... Which is a John Wick reference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, isn't this, uh, that's not Neo. You know, Neo is clean shaven. His hair is very coarse. He wears a long duster. Yeah. He flies. He has glasses. <laughs> it's yeah. like, Keanu, you're in the, you know, wrong film. Change your role. <laughs> so just based on this, uh-huh. I mean, it looks cool, but I, it doesn't look like it's going to be terribly new. Yeah, that's going to have to be something where, you know, the fir- those three movies were really groundbreaking and revolutionary. And now, you yeah, know, the with the amount was. of... Okay, well, I, I was going to say as a whole, yeah, you sorry, know, but sorry. yeah, definitely the first one for sure. But now, yeah, we do have copycats, you know, slow-mo scenes and, um, you know, just about anything as far as the the graphics and stuff like that because it, it does almost look kind of cyberpunky as well not to also sure. allude to keanu reeves but 
Yeah, I, I I think we're gonna have to see the full trailer that comes out. Yeah, I'm curious tomorrow I'll morning. Um, and I had another thought that was along the vein of the nostalgia stuff, which I <laughs> completely lost. But I'm not gonna keep talking. Maybe you'll come back. To okay. <laughs> Wes Matt Smith says, "Just don't think this looks as good as the rest of the trilogy." I mean, I think it's too early to tell, Matt. But yeah, I mean, I, I do look at all that. Like I said, I see, I see nothing but references to the other. You know movies. what? Okay, I remember what I was going to say. One of the Wachowski siblings, the one who's not making the movie, who who is out of the I movie. I want to say it's I, Lily. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> but I just remember I think Lana's making it, and Lily mm-hmm. is not making it. Yeah, she had said that. Um, that's the it's she pronouns. Yeah, I want to make sure. So yeah, she had said that, you know, I think it was something along the lines of, you know, I didn't really feel compelled to help, you know, to co-direct or to co-make this movie. Sure. I just didn't feel like there was a need to continue the story. And that's also a red flag when one of the directors and creators is like, is there really more to say? <laughs> now, again, it's also like, oh, well, I want to do other things. I want to make other films. I don't yeah. really want to revisit this. Plus, you I, know, it's part of their past as well. I think she was like burnt out after yeah. they made a bunch of things, she yeah. said too. And she's just like, you know what? I'm taking a little break here. You do you. Yeah. So I'm still hoping it's good. It looks like it is epic. I love this genre anyway. And Matrix, yeah. as is, is legendary. So kind of like Westworld became the new like mind warpy, Ooh. your reality isn't your reality sort of sci fi thing. Yeah. But, um, Maybe the Matrix can come back and make another crown. As Matt Smith says, I can't see anything beating the first film epic. It was very big and influential when it came out. And was kind of like, it was one of those movies where just like, no one had thought of that idea. Yeah. Or at least done it. That's not true. Like, sci-fi people have been doing it for decades. But like, no one had kind of packaged it in a way that really sold it to people on that biggest scale. Mm-hmm. That's why it was like, kind of a mind blow thing. And it is hard to make that like, next um, jump. And, you know, uh, Keanu, Carrie Ann Moss, Lana Wachowski, <laughs> prove us wrong. Dazzle yeah. us. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Tomorrow the trailer comes out. I'm assuming it's going to be along the same lines of everything that we saw in the preview. I don't think there's going to be anything different to kind of blow my mind. But I'm going to see. Yeah. Is this this is going to be one of those HBO Max movies, right? Yes, and in theaters at the and same time. And in theaters. So I wonder which one I will choose to we'll see. see it on. <laughs> all right. Next, Mia, our next segment. And this is for all of you, too. What are you watching? What are you watching? What are we watching? What are we watching today? And I'll go first. Um, what We Do in the Shadows came back on FX and FX on Hulu, the show about a trio of vampires living in Staten Island, a modern-day New York, and their familiar Guillermo. Probably my favorite show that is currently on the air. Yeah. Like, just, that's actually having new episodes. And they aired the first two together, which is something they're doing a lot more often now. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this show. <laughs> I love this show so much. <laughs> I love that, again, it kind of has, like, like an office feel as in like like a fly on the wall like mockumentary kind of you're there but whereas the office was about the mockumentary and the humor was we're all doing really humdrum daily stuff Mm -hmm. this is ridiculous fantastical stupid things with a really boring looking at a tone yeah and it it works really well and the actors sell it so good and now the third season, they're kind of getting into a bit more of like a mythology thing where they're kind of building the characters, making a longer term story. Have you watched the show at all, Mia? 
I have. Oh. Finally, after months of you telling me to watch this show, I have. Good call, Christian. We will do that. Yeah, I saw that as well. Um, but yeah, I I was so <laughs> blown away by. Were you really? Yeah. Oh, I, oh nice. my gosh, I love this town. I'm telling my brother to watch it because yeah. I just finished season one, and it gets better. I really. Oh, that's awesome. I really didn't know what to expect from this. Like I said, I saw the movie and I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I kind of yeah, I know good. the premise of the movie. Um, but I think there's something about the characters. These characters are so lovable. And it's, you know, a, a, a kind of tight cast, right? You've got it is, three, yeah. three main vampires and Colin and Guillermo. Uh, oh, yeah, Colin. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I think because I, I like Nadia. And I think to me, she just seems like a cool person to hang out with. Like literally, these, this has been the thought in my head all week. It's like she would be a cool person to hang out with. I think Nandor would be my second favorite um, character. But yeah, there is just something about I go back between Nadja and Colin. I can't decide between those two. <laughs> um, yeah, there's something about, like you said, the ridiculousness of it all. Like um, when Nandor is uh, applying for citizenship. <laughs> and he just yeah. reveals that, you know, the the Olympic dream team was the reason why he applied for citizenship in the 90s. Like, <laughs> what a thought. Um, I don't know if this would be a spoiler per se, yeah, but in the middle ahead. of the season, I liked when there was that crossover, too, where Taika Waititi does come on. And I wasn't... Oh, ex- that final episode where they get all like Wesley Snipes and Tilda Swinton together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I wasn't expecting that either. But it's, it has just been so fun to watch the only thing i hate is that i have hulu without ads so i've been like grueling through every uh, episode oh do you have like the premium premium hulu i don't know what i have we okay um we we use, some, we use someone else's <laughs> hulu. lucky you i've got like the free premium through spotify or premium mm-hmm. but it it has ads so that's been like really awful i'm thinking about upgrading just so i can binge through season two a little quicker it is. It is. I don't want you to spend any money, but it, it, it is pretty good. Yeah, that show's great. Um, Natalie, I recommend you watch it. Yeah, please do. And this is a good time as any. Yeah, Christian says I've heard shout to Michael K. Williams. Michael K. Williams, um, performer on The Wire, Boardwalk Empire, Lovecraft Country, did pass away a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he was a great actor, and that is incredibly sad. Yeah, he was fifty four, and it is weird because um, I, I I never really watched the other shows that he was in, but I did watch Lovecraft, and I interviewed him. He was like but one of the really? people that we got to sit and talk. Um, and the Lovecraft was like they gave us a lot of time. I think at least fifteen minutes That's to nice. kind of sit with each actor and kind of talk them. And so I, I asked him like two questions, and yeah, I just remember like when I was talking to him, he was really kind of like I, I wrote in a tweet like dedicated to his craft like you could oh, tell so like he took it very seriously um he was talking about one of the scenes that he did how he drew inspiration from you know his real life and how it was just really emotional for him so yeah that was really really shocking to be like I just yeah. you know was chatting and asking you questions last year and now you know this happened so he was one of those guys who kind of whatever role he was in like he was just had a lot of on-screen charisma. Like you kind of just l- drew your eye to him. Like I thought yeah. he was probably the best performance in Lovecraft Country for me. Like that character was complicated. That character was really tortured and had a lot of contradictions. Mm-hmm. And just he really plumbed the depths really, really well. So it's a huge loss. And yeah. um, our sympathies were out to his family and friends. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, that one was a that was a tough one, but. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we wish send them our condolences. All right. Um, um, going back to the topic of what are we watching? Um, yeah. I did see Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I thought it was fine. <laughs> Here I was thinking I'm going to have an in-depth fireside discussion with you about Shang-Chi and your one word review was fine. So it didn't. Okay. It didn't blow my mind. No. Um, I mean, I wanted to see it because it was getting good hype, but sort of the suicide squad, but no, it, it was better than that. Don't worry. I mean, as good as it was, and it was good. I mm-hmm. mean, you had like the leads were charming, you know, it, it had, the, you had the Marvel action, and then you had yeah. the humor, and you had a bit of drama. Um, it, 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 it did feel like a Marvel formula movie to me. And I, I never quite got away from that. Uh, you know, like, there was some family drama with he's like, has a conflict about, like, uh, my father raised me in a toxic environment, I can't escape from it. But it wasn't really enough for me. Ooh. And, like, there was humor, but it always had to give way to the rest of it. And the action was, I, I liked it. Um, I, I didn't really like that final act, honestly. Like, the giant Chitulu beast is, like, the main <laughs> boss. I don't know. If it were me, I think it would have gone to just develop the more the the, 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 the dad stuff more. Yeah, like, I think... Like, he was just, like, uh, what's the word for it? Spellbound or whatever. Like, it the wasn't father? really... Yeah. Wow. I wish it was more like a conflict between those two. Yeah, I I almost do wish, at least in the final... The final act was very, like, you know, when they have to draw on the CGI army, it's like, come it on, It felt Marvel. a little... Like, um, um, but, again. oh my God, I was such a fan of the father's character. And to me, it's like... He, he was better in, than I was expecting, yeah. In Marvel, you always do... There's these sort of weird father figures who, you know, are like Odin or Ego, where, you know, they're kind of jerks and stuff like that. Um, but I did, I, I enjoyed the complexity of his character because it, and we are getting the spoilers, so sorry, <laughs> but because, yeah, oh, wait, sort of spoilers, because no. to me, it always felt like he was always subverting our expectations. So just when you think he was a really bad dad, you see that, oh no, there were pockets when he was really a family guy and stuff like that. And then he turns and then all these other things. So I think he, like his story as the crux was fascinating to me at least um, i liked it I, I thought it was a good swing but like i still think they soft pedaled it wow. i still think at the end of e- even though he was more complex than they had to write him the conflict was still like he's under a magical spell and he doesn't know what he's doing so he goes there releases you know the final boss it was yeah great <laughs> um what else did i want to say to that oh in but the i liked action. it okay. i enjoyed it okay, it was I'm good glad watching you liked it, it. Not like my top five Marvel movies, but it was it was good. Yeah, it's it's oh yeah, definitely not my top five. I think it is somewhere in my top half at least. I haven't updated my list yet. How many are there now? Like twenty six or okay. something. Yeah, I do have a or twenty. Let me see. I do have a list. My MC ranking list. Okay, right now I've got twenty four. And I don't think that includes Shang-Chi. So maybe like 25. We're somewhere in that ballpark, basically. So it's a lot. Is that ask you, is that list like, do you want to publish that somewhere? <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, it's always been my private little list, but I, really? I won't. Yeah, I've got it all oh, right here. I would show it to the okay. camera, but I've got more we'll personal notes, too. Yeah. <laughs> so Shang-Chi, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to put that and maybe I'll get that published on Wix sometime. Um, maybe. But maybe then, on winnerscoming.net. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and speaking of Marvel, I also have one more pick that I want to talk about really yeah. quick, which How is, is what, if, what 
if oh my gosh so overnight they released the zombies episode so i won't spoil that too much but it's like every episode keeps getting better and better and better like last week they had an episode with dr strange where he um where dr christine dies his girlfriend and he becomes like so obsessed with trying to bring her back to life that he goes like mad with this dark power and it's did you see that episode oh my gosh i was like they need an emmy for this just for that episode alone it was really really dark and moving and emotional and i you know we were like oh this is just uh you know it's a cartoon so you're expecting it to be for children and stuff like that and then they go and pull something like this that's emotionally heartbreaking and you're like oh they're really they're not pulling their punches um that would be for you to decide as well. Sure. <laughs> um, but the zombies <laughs> episode too was really something else because it, it, I mean, it was really was the walking dead, but make it zombies. So um, it's like, okay, well what happens if the Avengers start to turn? What happens, you know, when you have to kill your best friend um, and it's a survival episode. And I think there's going to be a part two the way that they made it out to be. Ooh. Yeah. And it's funny because I was not looking forward to this episode. Like I I really do hate the, the zombie trope. Um it's nothing that like excites. I'm fine with me. like one episode of as a one-off. <laughs> yeah, like The Walking Dead, like it that's a great series for the drama, but it's just something about zombies that don't really do it for me. But this in particular still, it's like just to kind of think about it. And um you had like Peter Parker in this. It wasn't Tom Holland, he opted not Boom. to do this. Um but Ch- oh, Chadwick Boseman is credited in this one. I thought he was only going to do one episode, but he's back in this too. So it's really awesome. And I, I recommend it um, cool. if you're a Marvel fan. Don't skip out just because it's an animated series. I think we should skip the next thing because I'm not sure if we can talk about that yet. Ooh, okay. Well then. But soon. And The Walking Dead, we are going to talk about it next. We're going to have a guest on who knows a lot more about it than we do. So we can get you up to date on what's happening in the final season of Zombie and Walking Dead. Let's read some, uh, a couple of comments right, before we move on to the next thing. Yes, yes, yes. Because you guys are sounding off, which we love. Sound off. As Julie says, Britannia, Hempel, Hempel, makes Cersei look like Snow White. Season 3 is so damn good. Julie, I literally am at, I literally ask people on, on our Slack thing, I'm looking around for someone to come on and talk about Britannia. Because you love it so much and I want to find somebody. <laughs> so that, that, that um, mission is ongoing. Emily, go ahead and watch that. The new Matrix, according to Larry, will be two fire emojis. I oh. hope so. We're, we're going to get into it. Yeah. And Christian, I hope I didn't. we didn't spoil anything. And he wants, he wants to see that list. I do too. Ooh. We'll talk. <laughs> okay. And finally, we have our final segment of every Take the Black episode. It's time for the Wick News Lightning Round. Pow. Where we go through news stories we didn't have time to talk about in depth in the main show and devote 20 seconds apiece to giving you the skinny. All right, Mia, who is going first this Um, week? You are reading and I am answering. Okay, okay. All right, first Wick News Lightning Round story. Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings breaks the Labor Day box office record amid the pandemic. 
Yeah, I was looking at that. I was looking at my CNBC and the analytics. They're very hopeful that this could be a turnaround for, you know, box office people going to the theater, going out, which is like Venom raised their date to like October 1st because they pushed it back. And now they raised it. So people are very hopeful. Um, we'll just have to see how this plays out in the next couple of months about people going to theaters. Black Widow did. Okay. All right. Yes, <laughs> yes we will. Okay, we have a photo lightning round question Ooh. here, um, or clue. So here it is, Matt Smith rocking his Targaryen hair on the set of House of the Dragon. Yeah, just a little update. I mean, they're still filming the Game of Thrones spinoff prequel, House of the Dragon. Nothing really new to report, just there's some new outdoor stuff. And we got a picture of Matt Smith in his Targaryen white blonde Marilyn Monroe platinum blonde hair. Good for him. He looks nice. Good hairline. Good wig work. Hooray. We'll see more of that at the official Game of Thrones fan convention. Ooh, I hope so. All right, Mia. I May Destroy You actress, Michaela Cole, addresses some rumors that she might become the next doctor on Doctor Who. Yeah, so of course this is one of those things where it's like anything is possible. I won't say no. Um, So we don't know quite yet if she will be the doctor. I think she is really, really awesome. She's a great actress. I May Destroy You was really um, great on HBO. I saw a little bit of it. Um, But yeah, this is Jodie Whittaker's last season. So we will probably know like either by the end of the year. Soon. Okay. Okay. This is interesting. Uh, Critics are split on Denis Villeneuve's Dune. Denis Villeneuve. (laughs) Is it a masterpiece or a mess? Yeah, so the Dune reviews are out, and they're mostly good. Um, there seems to be kind of a consensus that it's huge, it's epic, it's see it in the theater, it's like this whipping grand thing, which is great. Some people are like, okay, yeah, he did get a little lost in the weeds here. It's like, why is it only one half of a movie? He might have overextended himself a bit. I mean, it's still, I'm going to see it. <laughs> All right, Mia. Safe. <clears throat> director Bassam Tariq is taking Blade, the Blade movie, in a new direction with the on the MCU. Yeah, this is funny because he was kind of talk. His big idea with this quote was he was saying there's no official canon for Blade. He's always been kind of and Blade is almost a 50 year old character. So we do have the Wesley Snipes version, but we could possibly see something different if they go back in the comics and kind of adapt that story, adapt the style, adapt the look. So Mahershala Ali is going to be in the role. I think they have a lot of freedom. Yeah, totally. Oscar winner, Mahershala. Yeah. Okay. So, a new Avatar, The Last Airbender TV show and CG animated movies. They're on the way. Yeah. We have this battle of Avatar stuff. So, Avatar Studios is going to make a new TV show, new animated movies, CG animated movies. And then we got Netflix going to make a live action remake. So much Avatar crap. It's going to come so, so quickly. Um, it's fine. I mean, I went from like zero to 160 really, really quick. It's going to be a glut really fast. One of them will be best, better than the others. And I'll watch that one. <laughs> oh, well love said. It. All right. Um, Mio, Lego debuted the trailer for the Star Wars Terrifying Tales Halloween special. A Yay. Yeah, this looks really cute. It's kind of like in the vein of the Lego Star Wars uh, holiday special, which was really cute. Mm-hmm. Not canon, so, you know, you don't have to worry about that. Um, but it's funny. It's got spunk. There'll be some different stories like what if... It's like, what if, basically, like, what if Luke Skywalker joined the dark side and stuff like that? So I'm looking forward to it. It's coming soon. Coming soon. (laughs) All right. And our last one, the Umbrella Academy wraps filming on its best season yet. Wow. I'm looking forward to that. Have you watched the Umbrella Academy? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's fun. It it, it is a fun, distinct superhero show that's managed to stand out in a very crowded field of superhero crap. 
Um, you know, it, it's quirky, it's funny, it's uh, still action-packed, but it's also got some kind of a zaniness and a loopiness and a weirdness to it that is different enough to make it good again. The cast is really good. <laughs> All right, and that has been Take the Black, our weekly show where we talk about everything you need to know in terms of TV, movies, fantasy, and sci-fi. As Nicole says, I always think big blue guys when I hear Avatar yeah, I, I think there are people that's a problem for both of those franchises because mm-hmm. they're both coming back too. So they're going to have like an avatar Google search results battle. Yeah, that's like it depends like which one is bigger at the time. Um, it's going to be interesting. Frankly, that was that was and Julia says, thanks, guys. Looking forward. to OK, and we're going to have it, Julie. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to discussion next week. And if you all want to see more of us, extra articles, extra videos, prizes, feel free to check out the Wick club here and join us next week how about we're here every wednesday at 4 p.m central standard time here on the winner is coming youtube page and the winner is coming facebook page we're talking with you we're talking to each other we're talking about stuff and we'll have a lot more where that comes from next week see you then and best wishes goodbye Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Fansighted. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between. Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers stay clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy Paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save-